Hi, this is Adam Bergman, president of the IRA Financial Trust Company, and today I'm going to discuss a new revenue procedure, 2016-47, that was just released by the IRS around August 24th, and it deals with the 60-day rollover requirement. And uh, this is actually a very tax friend, taxpayer-friendly initiative uh, because in the past the IRS has been very harsh in terms of their governance of the 60-day rollover requirements. And again, this is related to IRAs and 401ks when funds are moved uh, from one custodian. Uh, instead of going to another custodian as a direct rollover, the funds are, are then sent to the taxpayer, uh, and the taxpayer has 60 days to then send it to the uh, new custodian. So before I go into this revenue procedure and talk about how the IRS has hopefully made uh, it easier for taxpayers to get some relief if they miss the 60-day window, uh, let's talk about the two types of rollovers you can do, a direct and indirect rollover. A direct rollover is the most common types of rollover, and it's when the retirement accounts go from one financial institution to another. So if you had an IRA at Schwab and you wanted to move it to an IRA at Vanguard, as long as it goes Schwab to Vanguard, Vanguard to Schwab, it could be done uh, an unlimited amount of times. There's no tax. That's called a direct rollover. And that's the most common. It's done hundreds of thousands of times a day, uh, very clean, easy, and it just goes from one IRA custodian or retirement custodian to another. The taxpayer never touches the money. It goes directly from institution to institution. That's called a direct rollover, and that can be done unlimited amount of times. On the other hand, there's something called an indirect rollover. An indirect rollover is instead of the retirement funds going straight from, for example, Bank of America to Wells Fargo's IRA or from an IRA in Schwab to a 401k in Vanguard or from an IRA in TD Ameritrade to an IRA in Chase, the funds before it goes to that second institution are sent to the individual. And in that case, that's called an indirect rollover because instead of going directly from one bank to another, it, it stops at the taxpayer's door. And the taxpayer then has 60 days to put the exact amount of money back into the account. So if you did a 60-day, if you did an indirect rollover of $20,000, you have to put the $20,000 back within 60 days and deposit it within 60 days. If not, it's subject to tax and penalty if you're under 59 and a half. So it's very crucial. And in the past, the IRS has been very tough and, and selective in terms of offering relief when people miss the 60 days, even if it's been for unfortunate circumstances like death, uh, they've been very difficult. And they set forth a revenue procedure 2003-16, which establishes letter ruling procedures to apply for the waiver. It's timely. It's, it's costly. You've got to hire generally an account or lawyer to help you. And most of the times they deny it, even when it really wasn't the taxpayer's fault. And the, the IRS has gotten some bad publicity for this. And, you know, I think rightfully so. I think in a lot of cases that I've seen, there's been some good reasoning for missing the 60-day, and, and the IRS just didn't grant the waiver. So the way the 60-day rule works, and again, it only works for indirect rollovers. If you're doing direct rollovers from bank to bank, you don't have to worry about this. The 60-day doesn't apply. But in the past, people have taken advantage of the 60-day to try to get some short-term use of the retirement money for whatever purposes, and obviously put that back within 60 days. Uh, Prior to uh, uh, Bobra case, which is a, a recent tax court case, there's been some belief that this 12-month, 60-day rule for indirect rollovers can apply to every IRA you have or each IRA. So if you had 30 IRAs at 30 different banks, you can do the 60-day indirect rollover for each IRA. 
Well, that's what this uh, Mr. Bobro was a, an accountant, a uh, tax attorney, actually tried to do, and he lost. And the tax court said, no, it applies to all IRAs in the aggregate. So you get one 60-day indirect rollover every 12 months, no matter if you have one or 100 IRAs. It happens once, and it's 12 months, and you can't uh, overstep that 12 months. But it's 60 days when you when the check is received or the wire is received uh, by the bank, and you have 60 days to deposit those funds back into a new retirement account. And it's not when you put in the mailbox the check. It's when it's actually deposited by the custodian. So you don't want to get too close at 60 day. By the 50th day, you want to start moving that money over to make sure it's there within 60 days. Again, if you fail to do it, tax and penalties if you're under 59 and a half. So uh, definitely something to be considerate of. However, thankfully, uh, we've getting, we're getting some relief. 2016-47 revenue procedure just released has allowed the taxpayer uh, a process to have what's called written certification uh, to a plan administrator or the IRA trustee that the contribution satisfies the conditions in the revenue procedure. And there's basically uh, 11 or so uh, exemptions to this um, 60 day where you can self certify and then get around the 60 day. Uh, first is the conditions are number one, no prior denial by the IRS. So you couldn't have been denied a waiver before going back to that 2003, 16 r- ruling for how to apply for a waiver. So it's got, this has got to be your first time. And here are some reasons for missing the 60 day. Again, this is on or in the uh, revenue procedure. It'll be on our website as well. Um, an error was committed by the financial institution receiving the contribution or making the distribution to which the contribution relates to the distribution having been made in the form of a check was misplaced or never cashed. Three, the distribution was deposited into and remained in an account that the taxpayer mistakenly thought was an eligible retirement plan. The taxpayer's principal resident was severely damaged. A member of the taxpayer's, uh, taxpayer's family died. Um, so those are... Uh, Several of the more popular uh, reasons for getting relief. Uh, Continuing, the taxpayer or a member of the taxpayer family was seriously ill. The taxpayer was incarcerated. Restrictions were imposed by foreign country. Postal error occurred. The distribution was made on account of a levy, and the proceeds of the levy have been returned to the taxpayer. Or the party making the distribution, which the rollover relates, delayed providing information that the receiving plan or IRA required to complete the rollover despite the taxpayer's reasonable efforts to obtain the information. So uh, they gave us 11 uh, reasons to self-certify. It's up to the 401k administrator or IRA custodian to accept or not. Um, and again, it's a uh, the contribution, one more factor, must be made to the planner IRA as soon as practical after the reason was listed. Um, generally within 30 days is what you want to do. Um, and then you know, this, this self-certification process hopefully will help taxpayers when they're in unfortunate circumstances, i.e. family death or principal residence was severely damaged. For example, what's going on in Louisiana, flooding uh, or restrictions imposed by a foreign country. So uh, I think this is a great thing. Uh, the revenue procedure actually offers a sample of what the certification for uh, late rollover contribution should look like. Uh, They actually draft something, so it's pretty easy to uh, provide to a 401k administrator or IRA custodian. This is really good stuff, very taxpayer-friendly. 
really encouraged by it. Unfortunately, you know, working with so many people in the IRA 401k world, seeing uh, the 60-day rollover rule uh, get uh, violated, and, and in a lot of cases, it's for uh, inadvertent reasons. Uh, sometimes it's death, medical issues, uh, and it would be great uh, if the self-certification existed then because the taxpayer could have uh, been able to escape tax and penalties on a really an inadvertent error. Um, Plus the the procedure set forth in the 2013 2003 excuse me uh, procedure for granting relief were pretty uh, difficult time consuming costly and they were rarely granted by the IRS so I think this is a really good thing uh, hopefully people don't get to 60 days I mean that's one thing I want to remind everyone if you do an indirect rollover do it once every 12 months once you're getting to day 50 or so. Get that check in the mail or send it to the custodian because it has to be deposited within 60 days. Um, if you take cash out, you got to put cash in. A lot of people think they could take the 50000 IRA distribution, buy a house, and just contribute the house back to a new IRA within 40 days or 60 days or, or Apple stock or, or gold. No, it has to be cash. You take cash out, you put cash back in, asset per asset. Um, so this is something uh, important to remember. Um, because if you do try to put a house back, uh, the custodian or 401k administrator will deny it, and you're not going to be able to sell it quick enough to get the cash. So you're going to be in a situation where you've, you're going to be subject to a distribution and penalty potentially. So uh, anyways, I think this is good stuff. Uh, Revenue Procedure 2016-47. Uh, there will be information on IRA Financial Trust, IRA Financial Group website. Uh, check it out. You can always contact us. Uh, Info at irafinancialtrust.com, info at irafinancialgroup.com. If you're looking for more information on the uh, applicability of the revenue procedure, 2016-47. Uh, this is Adam Bergman, IRA Financial. Uh, thanks for listening, and until next time.